Hi everyone, welcome back to another bonus episode of the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. We are still talking all about ADHD and hormones. As you know, I've launched this ADHD Women's Wellbeing Hormone Series and I'm so passionate about getting the message out there. We've had hundreds of messages and people telling me how powerful the hormone series has been for opening their eyes, allowing them to understand, really connect those dots and finally advocate for themselves and ask for what they need. This hormone series is something that I'm building on. I'm bringing in new experts all the time. So if you have bought it, you are always going to get those updates. If you are interested in reading more, learning more, go onto my website. It's adhdwomenswellbeing.co.uk and have a read about the hormone series. Have a read and see if it really does resonate with you. And I'm bringing these bonus episodes because I believe that these little nuggets are the things that lead us to wanting to, to learn more or perhaps understand where those hormonal issues and imbalances have really shown up um, our ADHD throughout our lives. Now, today's episode is a clip from Dr. Emma Ping's episode, and we really dive into the difference between what is ADHD and what are perimenopausal symptoms and what the overlap is and how we can start spotting those symptoms as perimenopause begins to rear its head. We also talk about those subtle changes in our cycle and our hormones. Uh, We talk about HRT, trialing it, tweaking it, seeing what works for us. And the role of testosterone, does it impact our ADHD? Does it help our ADHD? And unfortunately, why is there not the evidence or the research going into testosterone for women with ADHD? And we really sort of discuss the joining of the dots between our ADHD and perimenopause and using a symptom checker for both so we can advocate for ourselves to our doctor and learning how to ask the right questions and who to speak to in our practice, in the doctor's practice, and really saying you'd like to speak to a women's health expert and going in there and having the evidence and the information, the research that you have done, so you are no longer dismissed or invalidated. And finally, we talk about looking after ourselves before we prioritize others, how important that is so we can support ourselves and also the people around us. I really do hope I this short episode is helpful now is for you. Don't have to suffer um, like in I silence. said, do head to my website. We have got so options, especially with the menopause. The I mean, what I've learned series. recently about perimenopause and, and what we can do to help ourselves as opposed to sort of sitting and waiting for this big sledgehammer of a menopause to hit is so freeing and empowering and I want to sort of be able to offer that with ADHD as well that that we have got Mm. alternatives but from reading a lot of the symptoms of how perimenopause sort of starts to show up it's so similar to ADHD and I'm talking about anxiety sleep problems concentration issues low energy levels, irritability, low mood. I mean, the list is so, it's so similar, isn't it? And which is is a real overlap. Yeah, there is. And and very often women perhaps are thinking that they've got ADHD and actually it's the perimenopause, menopause and vice versa. How are we able to identify the difference between the two? So women are getting the right diagnoses and then the right treatment, you know, from that. It's always going to be a challenge. I think some of it is timing. When are these symptoms coming to a head? Is it in the is it in the time where perimenopause is occurring? So that's typically early forties to fifty. So the menopause is when your periods have stopped for a year. It's a retrospective diagnosis. So you're in the menopause once you've not had your period for a year. But the lead up to that point is the perimenopause, and that can last a decade. 
And that's typically starting in your early 40s. So if you're getting the brain fog, the moon swings, the anxiety, the, the difficult concentration, multitasking issues, suddenly losing confidence with things like driving, all these things, and you're in that, that bracket of your life, which could be the perimenopause, it's worth being alert to it. But then, of course, you could also have had undiagnosed ADHD, which you've coped with over the years, but it's suddenly become exacerbated because of the perimenopause coming into play. So they both need looking at really separately and together. Yeah. So you need to have the treatment and care for the ADHD and alongside that, the perimenopause, menopause care. Because the other thing about some of the ADHD medications, if you get a diagnosis in midlife and you start some medication, some of the side effects are also an overlap with perimenopause symptoms. So some of them cause anxiety, some of them can cause mood problems, some of them can cause sleep problems. So again, unpicking it is difficult. At the end of the day, if it's possibly perimenopause and you've had some changes in your periods going on alongside, so in the perimenopause, you are by definition still having a menstrual cycle, but it might have changed subtly. Maybe it's a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. Some women get heavier bleeding, but you're still having some sort of cycle. And if that coincides with these symptoms becoming more prominent, then there's definitely some hormonal aspect to your symptoms. And I think, Kate, at the end of the day, because the modern body identical HRT is so safe, it's a natural um, way of just topping up your hormones. It's low, they're low dose. You could just almost have a trial of it and see if it helps you. You're not going to have do any harm by having a trial yeah. and just see what happens with that. The new hormones, if you look at the molecular structure of them, they're like for like for your own ovaries, what your own ovaries make. So when you replace the hormones with this body identical type, your body kind of recognizes them as if they're from your own ovaries again. And all you're trying to do is top your hormones back up to a physiological level, which is right for you, which worked for you before the perimenopause kicked in. Now, if that is the greatest underlying issue causing your symptoms, it will be resolved with some HRT. And so to trial it is not going to do any harm. I mean, if you trial the HRT and you get partial response, then you might have to think, I'm having an adequate amount of estrogen replacement. I've had my levels checked, but I'm still not quite there. Well, it could be testosterone replacement that you need because that's the third female hormone which starts to drop in midlife and, and can give us cognitive problems, exactly the same ones as you said before, and the concentration, focus, brain fog, multitasking problems can be a testosterone deficiency problem. Or you might need a tweak, because it's not uncommon to, have, to need a tweak or a change of your ADHD medication in relation to hormonal changes as well. Do you think that using HRT or sort of bring in you know testosterone can help level out the ADHD again without having to go down the ADHD medication I think potentially yes definitely and I think again you could trial it and see what happens give a trial of it and see your response it is going to be so individual and like you said before it's holistic it's lifestyle as well so it's it's managing it from all the different angles but yes I think definitely you might find that just 
replacing and topping your hormones back up, you might find that you'll be stable again on your normal medication regime. Just before we sort of close, I wanted to ask one last question about testosterone, because that's not something that we often hear. I hear about oestrogen a lot. And typically testosterone, you know, we hear it's like a male hormone. But can testosterone be of any help to ADHD? And I guess, what does it bring to to us during our menopause and maybe with our ADHD as well? So testosterone, you rightly say, is associated as a male hormone, but it's very much a female hormone. We produce actually three times more testosterone than estrogen before the menopause. We produce about 50% of our testosterone is from our ovaries and about 50% is from our adrenal glands, which sit just above our kidneys. So as our ovaries start to wind down in the perimenopause and menopause, our testosterone production tends to go down as well. It's different for each individual woman in terms of the rate of decline. And it's also different for each person with regards to the symptoms that that might produce. Because some Mm. women were probably running on slightly higher testosterone levels throughout their life and others on lower. And it didn't cause a problem from them. So this is very, very individualized. So what we would normally do is if a woman has got perimenopause, menopause symptoms, we would get them on estrogen replacements first. That's the usual first step because there's a crossover again with symptoms of low testosterone and low estrogen. So the cognitive difficulties, which we also has a crossover with ADHD, has a secondary crossover with low estrogen and another possible crossover with testosterone. So what we would do is get the estrogen levels at a good level and then see where that woman is at in terms of her symptoms. If estrogen levels aren't useful before starting HRT generally, if you're over the age of uh, 40 or 45, estrogen levels aren't terribly helpful in terms of a diagnosis, but they are helpful once you're on treatment to make sure you're absorbing it well, because the gold standard estrogen is through the skin as a patch of gel or a spray, and then we can monitor that. So if we're monitoring that at those levels in the blood and we're speaking to a woman about her symptoms and she's saying, well, actually, my hot flushes have gone away, I'm sleeping better, but actually my libido is still in my boots, my energy is still poor, my cognitive function is still not great, I still get my word-finding difficulties, um, I'm actually my mood isn't great still, you know, it's a bit, it's better, but my joy of things still isn't there, my muscle recovery isn't there, I'm going to the gym, I'm doing work, actually I'm doing more, but actually my muscles aren't recovering, my tone is going despite this, These are potential testosterone symptoms. So we would usually check a level before starting testosterone. And then we give what we call a trial of testosterone replacement for women. Because not everybody benefits from testosterone replacement. Some women do, some women don't. Some women don't need it. For some women, the estrogen alone addresses the symptoms. But if those symptoms are still there to be addressed, a testosterone trial is worth the consideration because it's a terribly safe hormone. It's very easy to use in terms of side effect profile. As long as you're being prescribed it by somebody who understands about testosterone replacement for women, dosage and monitoring, the chances of adverse side effects are incredibly low. So there is that sort of triangle, ADHD, estrogen, testosterone, and all the cognitive and mood symptoms there's definitely connection between them 
we don't understand enough about ADHD and testosterone. Definitely not. We need more, you know, more data, more investment in research. And those swings, those natural hormonal swings that occur with a normal menstrual cycle throughout a woman's fertile years are hugely exacerbated in the perimenopause. So those swings of lower estrogen levels go down lower and that relative to the progesterone levels, gets the gap gets bigger. And so the perimenopause, when hormones are swinging up and down, and it's like a great, a huge exaggeration of your natural menstrual cycle, which you already are explaining, ADHD women get a variation of symptoms. It's just gigantically exacerbated, which is why it can feel like such a horrible roller coaster in the perimenopause for people with ADHD. And it's really difficult because when actually your brain isn't working well to try and join up the dots and understand what's actually happening, it's incredibly challenging. And also, because we are women in midlife often juggling children, older parents, a career, a household, everything, on one day or one month or one week to the next, because our symptoms can be better or worse, we often just put it down to environmental things. We think, oh, that was because, you know, such that was happening that week. Or, oh, that was because something's in, something was in the news that week. But actually, that is just what happens when our hormones swing in the perimenopause. And, and joining up those dots can be incredibly challenging, particularly without the awareness. So like you say, the key is self-awareness in the first instance and having your radar out for when things are changing or things are getting worse. And what can be very useful, Kate, is having a symptom tracker and having a symptom checklist. And on our website at menopausecare.co.uk, we have a symptom checklist for the perimenopause and menopause, which you can download or print off. And you can have a look at the symptom set and keep an eye on them. Maybe redo the symptoms every week, every couple of weeks and see what's happening with them. And then if you're going to go and see your doctor, go in with that symptom checker and say, look, these are my list of symptoms. They fit with the perimenopause and start the conversation there. Because the difficulty, because perimenopause and ADHD have a spectrum and a, a diverse group of symptoms, joining the dots to make it make the diagnosis can be difficult for doctors who aren't haven't got the awareness there. We often, as medical practitioners, we live in our own little silos of specialities. Oh, that's a heart problem. Oh, that's a mental health problem. Oh, um, that's a joint problem. And that needs to go to rheumatology referral. They need a cardiology um, assessment. But actually, in the perimenopause, it's realising there's a lot of things under the umbrella. Mm. And actually, the underlying cause is the hormonal changes that if we can address and even out again, all of the symptoms will improve. The biggest tip I'd say for women is to do the symptom checker. So you've got that objective measurement of your symptoms and a record and take that into your doctor. If you can see a doctor with a special interest in women's health, ideally somebody who's got some interest in the menopause, Find that out before you go to your GP and then take your symptom checker in and say, look, these are my symptoms. This seems to me fit fits with the perimenopause. I would quite like to consider a trial with, uh, with some HRT. 
And that's a good starting block because when you've only got those seven minutes, you need to use your time, that precious time, the best you can. Yeah, as women, we are juggling. We prop up everybody else, don't we? We look after everybody else. We tend to put everybody else's well-being before ours. But actually, it's that oxygen mask analogy. We need to look after ourselves first in order to give our best to other people. And I think as women, we're not even sometimes we're just not really aware that that should be a priority. But it really, I really think it should be. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you found what you were looking for in this conversation and it's helped guide you towards some further self-healing, self-exploration and most importantly, self-acceptance. And if you have enjoyed this conversation and would like to experience more of my work, such as access to exclusive live workshops and opportunities for group coaching sessions, connecting with other like-minded women, and a general feeling of belonging, please come and check out my monthly membership, the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Collective. I've made it as affordable as possible, and I offer you lots of resources and opportunities for connection and support from other women all around the world being diagnosed with ADHD later on in life. I'd absolutely love to see you there. All the details are in this episode's show notes or on my website, adhdwomenswellbeing.co.uk. See you in the next episode.